Hello, and welcome to Atomic Radio Hour, the show that dives into the wreckage that is post-apocalyptia. I am your host, Vince, and I am also here with... Your vault-dwelling host, Declan. And we also have a, a guest with us today. Would you like to introduce yourself, sir? Sure. My name is Daniel Trout. And I directed a fan film called Fallout... Uh, sorry. A fan film called Vault 45. Uh, you also wrote it and produced it, right? Correct. Yes, I also wrote it and produced. Cool. How have you guys been? Good. I've been oh, really good. I'm having a really great day, actually. Yeah? Yeah. You want to talk about it? Sure. Like, I woke up and I was, like, actually well-rested for once. Really? I thought that was yeah. a myth. I thought it was a myth, too. And I got up and, like, I just felt great. <laughs> cool. Yeah, How about you? I had a really good day. How about you, Dan? Not bad. Uh, you know, it's the day after the big holiday, so it's kind of like a drag going back to work. So you're kind of yeah. just like, oh my gosh. I know what you mean. I can't believe i got to go back to work. Cool, cool. Well, just just to jump right on into it, I have a couple... I have 23 questions, just rapid-fire questions that you I'm going to ask. 23 questions? 23. Oh seven. I Well, this isn't even about the film. Oh, what? Okay. We will talk about the film. We will talk about the film momentarily. This is just to get everybody acquainted in the room and listen. Oh, the icebreaker questions. I got you. Yes. So there's just 23. Just say the first thing that comes to mind. We don't have to spend any longer on the question than you want to. All right? Okay. First question. What is your name? Daniel. How old are you? 35. What's your shoe size? 12 and a half. Wide. (laughs) Top five movies of all time. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, man, top five. I guess I would go Ghostbusters, Jurassic Park, Star Wars. Which one? Ooh. Valid. The, I'm sorry? No, I was saying Declan, that's a valid question. Oh, which yeah. one? Yeah. i definitely yeah. go with the original trilogy. Obviously, New okay. Hope. That was always my favorites. Um, man, the other two. I guess I'd go Godfather. Okay. Okay. Um... Probably fifth one that's tough I, I love too many movies to go in a top five uh, I'm trying to think Jaws I'm a big Steven Spielberg fan so I yeah. guess I'd give two in there Jaws is really good every like every once in a while it's on TV and I'll wind up watching like 45 minutes of it and I'm like this is so good and I always forget how good Jaws is oh yeah, yeah like Jaws is just a solid movie <laughs> yeah uh, Autobots versus Decepticons who's cooler and why Autobots really why because they're the good guys. Okay. I don't know. I just always like the Autobots. You got Optimus Prime. You're a truck that can transform. I mean, that's... Valid. Uh, what is your earliest memory? I was three years old. I went to Disney World. Hmm. What, what's your favorite power armor? Let's see here. What game? All of them. Any game. Oh, okay. I mean, the T-51, obviously, we, we put that in the the uh, the movie, so I'm kind of a fan of that one. Okay. Uh, do you still write in cursive? Oh, I actually can't can't write in cursive. I actually got an award when I was a kid of the worst cursive handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty That's awesome. good. <laughs> uh, uh, what is your favorite color? Uh, blue. Uh, what's your middle initial? A. Of uh, your favorite color. Like, I'm sorry, not your favorite color. Your favorite cereal. I'm an idiot. Oh, favorite cereal. Yeah. Um, Lucky Charms. Okay. Favorite Pokemon? Uh, I guess I'll go original Pikachu. Okay. Top five albums of all time? Oh, man. Top five albums. Uh, uh, the movies and the music are always the hard ones. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I love so much stuff. I mean, it's it's hard for me to say like a top five. Uh, let's see here. Hmm. I'm drawing a blank, guys. I don't know. Top five albums. I mean, just just yeah. throw anything. Any five that you really just enjoy or what you've been listening to lately. Uh, lately, I've been listening to a lot of the, the Atomic, uh, you know, like the Fallout music. So I've been liking a lot of that kind of stuff. Trying to get myself into a mood to write some more stuff. Um, some good stuff. Yeah. It's always good stuff. I just can't think of anything I'm really listening to right now. Um, obviously, I like, you know, different things like now, like uh, Run the Jewels. You know, things like that. Um, okay, work. I got some different types of music I like. Um, I like old school stuff, too. I like, you know, like Led Zeppelin. I like... 
and I just can't think of albums. That's such a it's hard all good. thing. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, guys. No, you're good. What's your favorite word? Favorite word. Hmm. Unbelievable. What's your least <laughs> favorite word? No. Okay. Uh, why don't they ever want to talk about it? Because <laughs> people don't always have to know. Okay. Wow. Uh, what, what you, what, That's a your, good answer to that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your favorite vault and why? Oh, my favorite vault. Mm-hmm. Um, was it 71 with the puppets? I don't remember. Is that 71 puppets. with the puppets? The guy that was um, trapped in there with the puppets? I forget. I can actually look that up. Could you, Declan? Because I'm drawing a blank yeah. as well, but I think it's 70-something. I think it's 70-something, but I, I just, that whole idea of, Somebody being locked into a room. Uh, 77. 77. Yeah, 77. That whole idea of just being locked into a room with puppets just is very intriguing. It's, it's, a, it's a weird one. It's a creepy one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite book or a top five books? Um, top five. Um, obviously, I like Jurassic Park, the book. I like that a lot. Um, any of the Michael Creighton stuff. Uh, I liked it, too, actually. Those are probably some of my top King, favorites. Good stuff. Time uh, was it Time Machine? Uh, that was another one that I liked a lot when I was a kid. Uh, Wrinkle in Time, all those kind of things were all good ones when I was a kid. I really liked those books. That like just got a movie adaptation recently, and as I was watching the trailer, I was like, I don't remember any of this happening in the book, and I remember I, reading that book. I heard it's I, not good. I haven't seen it, so I couldn't tell you if it's just like the book or anything. But no, I haven't. I haven't seen it either. But yeah, the book was amazing. And I think yeah, I remember really one. liking the book. Oprah's in the movie. <laughs> Is she giving people bees? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, she's just there. Uh, what do you want to see change? The world. Is cereal a soup? Depends on the cereal. Okay. I don't want to spend too many too much time on the questions, but I need to know the explanation for that one. Yeah. Well, it depends on the cereal, right? Like, if it's a really runny cereal, right? Then it could be more soupy, right? What constitutes a runny cereal? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like like Cocoa Puffs, right? That's going to turn it chocolatey, right? The milk, mm-hmm. right? So that's kind of more soup-like, right? Okay. Right. What's Captain Crunch? I, soup-like. I, would, okay. I don't know. Right. I mean, it, Soup adjacent. <laughs> is it is it berries? Is it the berry uh, the berry kind? I mean, it could be. I don't know. Alrighty. Uh, lemonade or iced tea? Oh, I'm an iced tea. I'm from the south. Okay. Uh, Arnold what, Palmer, myself. What a uh, what simple joy makes you the most happy? Ooh, simple joy. Something small, not anything massive. Hmm. Honestly, a good glass of iced tea. Honestly. Okay. <laughs> and uh, my final question for you is, what did your grandmother's house smell like? Grandmother's house <laughs> smell like? Hmm, which one? Because you got two grandmas, right? You can you pick. pick. I get to pick? Ooh. Yeah. I, you know, honestly, I really can't remember the smell. Um, I remember it just had like a, an old smell. I don't know how to explain it anyways as a kid. Like, I just can't. You can't picture that smell anywhere else. It had like yeah, like it's almost a trick question. Like, how do you describe it? Yeah, it's like a. It was like that old. My grandmother had this old like leather, like fake leather couch. I remember it smelling like that, like all the furniture, you know, that plastic, you know, mm-hmm. that type of plasticky type feel. I do remember that. Cool. Those are my those are my twenty three intro questions. Now I feel like we're like we're best friends here. <laughs> uh. With that being said, though, Daniel here with us today, like he said, uh, is the writer, director, and producer of the Fallout fan film Vault Forty Five. Uh, your 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 film company, I guess it would be called, is Broken Warning Films, correct? Yeah, Broken Warning Productions. Yeah. Cool. Uh, for those who haven't seen it, or uh, want to see it or going to see it? How would you describe the movie in like a pair? Before we jump into most? it, okay. I'm going to pop a little card in the uh, in the doobly doo up in the top right of the video for people to go check out the movie. Yes, oh, cool, very cool. Check that out. I'm pointing to a direction that it's probably wrong. 
Yep, that either so- that way or that way. We'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, go check it out. But uh, before you check it out, from the man himself who wrote it, how would you describe it in about a paragraph? Ooh, a paragraph. Uh, it could be short or it could be longer. I'm just saying yeah. like a general like four like sentences. If, if you were explaining it to like a friend of a friend, how would you explain it? One uh, one man in charge of keeping America safe uh, has, to, has to ensure that the nuclear missiles do not go off, but one day something happens and it changes his life forever. Ooh. Okay. It's very, like, back of the DVD. Uh, <laughs> like, it really leaves it open for you. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So... I'm just going to jump right into my first question of where did you come up with the idea for this? Exactly. Um, it was really weird. Uh, it was, it was actually right before, uh, fall of 76 came out. And, uh, I actually was, I was actually going into surgery for some, for another procedure. And I had a lot of time to, to kill, you know, you're sitting there by yourself thinking, and I was like, and I'm looking at my shelf and I have all this fallout stuff. And I'm like, man, you know, I could really, like, probably do, like, a Fallout film. And I was like, oh, I don't want to go over the top. I don't want to go crazy with it. Um, and then I just kind of started thinking about it. And I'm like, you know, most of these fan films never take place inside the vault. They always mm-hmm. take place outside the vault. Like, in the post-apocalyptic world, because it's easier. It's easier to do. And plus, it's more interesting a lot of times. So I was just thinking about it, and I was like... And as I kind of kept thinking about it more, I was like, man, what would happen if somebody was just kind of stuck in a vault just by himself... And he thinks he's got to do this, enter this code every day. Um, A fun fact here, actually. My original idea, and we actually did have this almost happening, we were going to have a life-sized Fallout terminal actually working. Whoa. Wow. Awesome. And uh, he was going to type the code in every day, and it would have, like, the thing go through. But it just kind of didn't work out. The person who was going to make the prop ended up having problems, and it just wasn't happening. Uh, so we kind of went months and months of waiting on the prop and it just didn't work. So then I found that little, um, <laughs> it was actually that, that switcher thing is actually just like this thing you can buy on ThinkGeek. It's really, a, yeah, it's just, yeah. uh, it's just, it was like, they call it nuclear doomsday. And I just <laughs> thought it was interesting. I was like, you have to do this one, you have to flip the switch and if you don't do it right, it won't light up. So I was like, Oh, it'd be really interesting if he has to sit there and hit the different codes every day and then how that would drag on somebody. Um, but yeah, it's like the monotonous action of doing it over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Just being stuck in this vault for, you know, forever and having to do the same thing every day at a a certain time. That's, it's funny that you actually brought that up because one of my questions for you is how did you make the little switcher piece? (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, it it was actually something you can buy on ThinkGeek. It's uh, I think it's like doomsday USB or something like that. I think ThinkGeek went out of business. Oh, that's right. They're GameStop now, right? Yeah, so, they were acquired yeah. by GameStop. Well, I think they were owned by GameStop for a while, but I think they were just like... They're getting fully absorbed now. Yeah. So, like, you can probably still get all that merch, but you'll just have to get it off GameStop. Yeah. I think Speaking was... of stuff, I do have a question. Sure. Are all those props yours, personally? A lot of them are. A lot of those props are mine, Because it's a pretty impressive collection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, um, it rivals Vince here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, we had a lot of stuff. Um, a lot of the other guys too, like uh, Jeffrey Crisp, who was an executive producer. He had a lot of props too, and, and a lot of some of those props actually came from an antique store as well. A lot of that stuff, like the lamp that you saw, mm-hmm. uh, the TV we bought secondhand. We actually made that's an actual working TV. Like that, we actually put the please stand by and all that. We actually rigged that up. Really? To go through there. Oh, yeah. so that I'll wasn't be... green screen? Uh, some of it was, but the police standby was actually done in real. We actually had a Mac hooked up, and we ran the cord, <laughs> and we did like an old uh, like RF switcher you know, in the back, turned it to channel cool. 3, and made it black and white. That's so cool. I did notice in some shots that you could see that it was glowing mm-hmm. onto him, uh, but I was going to ask, did you hook up like a DVD player and just kind of like record what you needed, but cool. Yeah, That's some cool, shots cool. the lamp was on, and sometimes it, didn't, it was an old lamp that was next to it. That it was mm-hmm. like a, we found it at an antique store. Where we shot this actually is uh, in Lakeland, Florida. Okay. And there's a lot of antique shops around there. Uh, so we were able to go in there and, and borrow a lot of stuff. So it was kind of nice. Cool. That's cool. Um, <laughs> one of the small details that I noticed that I don't know if anybody else picked up on, 
did you make the pillowcase the nylon bag? I wondered if anyone's actually going to notice that. Yes, that is the, the infamous nylon bag from yeah. Fallout 76. The duffel kerfuffle, as we like to call it. <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw that today. I was watching it again today, and I went... And, like, I stopped everything, and I went, no. And I went back, like, five <laughs> seconds, and I'm watching that, and I went, this absolute madman, he did it. Like, he made the bag. And I'm sitting there going, like, that's just, like... Something about that is just such a... I don't want to say it's a beautiful irony, but just, like... It's poetic. Yeah, yes, yes, very much so. Fucking yeah. bag. Did you I get a canvas one? I'm sorry? I did get did a you canvas get a... one. Yeah, it just came uh, last week, actually. It's nice. I actually really I, like it. It's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just plastic. <laughs> it's not plastic, it's canvas. Yeah. There was nothing um, in it, either. It was just, like, a bag. They wrapped it up and, like, threw it at you. It was basically, like, they didn't, like... Here's a little note, sorry for the inconvenience or anything. Nice. Not a sticker, nope. not a little, like, a picture of Todd, like, pleading, nothing. I wanted, like, <laughs> just a little fanfare. How did you make the suit? Yeah. The, yeah, the suit. Okay, so that was handmade. Um, we used uh, Tiffany Gans, which is our costume designer. Mm-hmm. Um, she designed that whole thing, actually, the suit. And it was actually, uh, I think it's like a post office like outfit or something like a workman's thing and then he, okay. she put in the numbers sewed them on the back um all that kind of stuff i've always i've always wanted to uh make my own vault suit because then all i have to do is buy a leather jacket and i'm a tunnel snake so every halloween party and every convention i ever go to is taken care of tunnel snakes do rule it's a it's, scientific yeah. fact yeah scientifically proven i've got a question yeah sure so, I noticed that the calendar was dated for 1950. Was that intentional? It was intentional, and I will talk about that. I've had so many questions about that. Like, why does it say 1950? But if you pay attention, at the end of the film, there if you look at the date on the check, it will show you the actual date. Oh. Really? Yep, the date on what the check. Y- what year does the calendar say at the end of the movie? I think it's 1953, I think. He's been there for three years. He thinks he's okay. been there for three years. Yeah. Damn, Declan, you beat me to that one, too. Yeah, I've only got a couple questions, so I want to make them count, because I know you probably, like, scoured the entire video for questions. <laughs> we also had a, we had a better shot of the Pip-Boy with the actual date on the Pip-Boy, mm. but we ended up cutting it just for time. It just was mm. too hard to... We had this whole thing of him... A, ri- a good thing about this, too, is Mr. Handy was not originally going to be in this, um, we were going to have the Pip-Boy play the audio. And uh, Dave Main, who's the guy who was our cinematographer and also our editor, he's like, oh, I can make a Mr. Handy. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, I can just put him in right there. I'll fly around and everything. And I was like, okay, sure. Um, and he did it. Yeah, he, he made that whole thing himself. Yeah. That wasn't something that, you know, he got from somewhere else. He made all that. I thought that was That's pretty awesome. cool. Yeah. Who voiced Mr. Handy? Mr. Handy was, I believe his name is Kyoki Trask. I'm sorry if I'm messing up your name, man. I'm sorry. His birthday was just uh, uh, yesterday, I believe. And he's a pretty popular voiceover artist. He's done stuff for uh, Disney and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Because he he didn't do do a half bad job. No. I thought it was pretty decent. Yeah. we were like, can you do Brit- Can you do Mr. Handy? And he was like, I don't know. I'll see what I can do. And I was like, okay. And he did it. I was like, that's amazing, dude. That's, a- that's awesome. And he was like, yeah, it was oh, like pretty I'm- spot on. He was going to do a Mr. Gutsy at first. And I was like, okay, <laughs> whatever you can do. If you could do something, that'd be cool. And I was like, no, man, that's perfect. That's awesome. Cool. So how long did it take? Do you know how long it took him to build that like 3D model? Oh, it took, it took, uh, weeks. I mean, he went through weeks and, the part of his problem with too is so we shot for people who don't know uh, video production we shot in 4k red raw which is a, okay. a type of uh, cinema like quality like they shot the hobbit on red mm-hmm. uh, social network things like that uh, so we shot the social in 4K. network was shot like that on red yeah it was shot on really red, yeah. Yeah. red cameras are like an industry standard yeah, there's Just, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Hobbit. Yeah, but um, that makes sense to me. The fucking Silicon Valley Jesse Eisenberg running around with the Dusseldorf <laughs> twins doesn't doesn't sound like a movie that needs to be, to me at least. 
Yeah. Well, that was, what, Fincher? So he does all that with, like, Social Network, the girl with the dragon tattoo. He's a big red guy. He's a big... They use all red cameras for all this stuff, so I think that's why. But yeah, yeah, it's kind of overkill for a lot of stuff. But they use them mostly for special effects. But anyways, what I was trying to say was... Sorry. No, it's all right. No, it's the red... It's a 4K file, so he's got to try to now put this robot inside this 4K file. Oh, And then go frame by frame... Putting in the shadows and the flames and everything else, it took mm. it took a couple weeks just to do that part. Oh my god! Definitely an intense thing to do. Good thing he didn't have to. Uh, good thing he didn't have to animate a mouth. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been even worse if you had to do oh something god. like that. Yeah, that would have been that would have been pretty difficult. The uh, the music, I, I really enjoyed the music in it. The there's there's the one space. The man in the moon, I think it's called the official track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, where did you? Where do you, just? Where do you find all of your music? Because we're always looking for different music, and every time we try to use something, they're like, "Oh, uh, copyright," or "Hey, you don't own this," or "Hey, fair use doesn't exist on YouTube anymore." So, like, <laughs> yeah. How the? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was just gonna say, how did you, uh, like, how did you find something that was usable? Because that song. That man on the moon one I know was like used in Ren and Stimpy, I think. Mm-hmm. And I love all of the Ren and Stimpy production music. But like you can use it, but you can't. It depends on the recording. So if the recording is public domain, then you're mm-hmm. allowed to use it. Uh, it just depends on the, that recording. So what I did when I was writing this actually was I was looking for songs that I could use that were public domain and that I could base it off of that. So I had. I had a couple different songs that I was going to do, and then I just decided just to stick with that one song, because I thought it worked well for that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There was a couple other songs that I wanted to use that were public domain, but I just... But yeah, I just looked for mostly public domain. And even the song in the beginning, or the, you know, Fallout, that was, I believe, from, like, Atomic Cafe. They used that for um, um, that movie called Atomic Cafe, but that's all public domain, too. That hmm. stuff in the beginning, yeah. Cool. No, it was just something that, like, um, I noticed right away. When I hear that, it just, it sticks out to me. And, uh, like I said, I enjoy it. I always want to use it, but I never, I never can. But the, the, the song, there's a jazz song that starts to play, like a jazz-y song, um, later on. And you play the, the, the special videos and the vault speech over and over again. Um... When you when 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 you were writing that part, did you write it that it would be somewhat of a montage? I did. I actually okay. did write it like that. Yeah, that it would be a montage, um, which actually is kind of it sounds easy when you write it, but it's mm-hmm. very difficult to shoot. Because, really? Like because you got to think about it. Like so, we shot this all. Another thing that was pretty impressive with this, we had it pretty well planned. We shot this whole entire thing in a day. Wow. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. So we had the locations pretty much set. Uh, where he comes outside the vault, um, that was in a place called Lake Mere, mm-hmm. um, and it and we're in Florida, so we don't really have stuff that looks like a vault most of the time. Mm-hmm. So that was the closest thing that we could find that looked like a vault uh, when he comes out. Had this really impressive, you know, kind of architecture outside. Um, and then we we built the vault actually inside an abandoned warehouse that was right next to it. So <laughs> everything you see in there, and I haven't put any pictures of this, and I'm actually going to do it, I think. To show everybody really what we had to go through to put this together. We had to make walls, fake walls on the sides to kind of finish off the vault. Or make it had, like seem like an enclosed space. Yeah, to seem like an enclosed space. And then we had to, uh, we brought a door in, but we never, excuse me, we never really showed that door. Because uh, I didn't really like how it looked. It was a metal door, but it didn't really look vaulty. Mm-hmm. So I never really showed the door on the side. But it's an abandoned... The, the warehouse itself is still abandoned now. I mean, it's, there's probably, like, rats and stuff that live inside it. And <laughs> like, all kinds of stuff. Uh, it's kind of a... It was a disgusting place when I first walked in, but it had power, <laughs> and it and it worked, like, a, inside of a vault, so it was a perfect location. Did, you did, awesome. Did you have to get a permit or anything to film there? It's private property, so you don't have to get a, pro, uh, a permit. You just have permission of the person who owns the warehouse and Jeffrey Crisp was again who was the executive producer of it he was in connection with the um, person who owned the building and they were able to give us inside and then we got a permit for the Lake Mere stuff which we just talked to the city of Lakeland and they were very gracious to give us that location cool 
I don't know if you yeah, ever really watched. Cool. Yeah, I don't know if you ever watched. Uh, there was a really old sci-fi show called Sequest DSV. Okay. Really old. It was like Star Trek, but with submarines. Okay. And it was all in the water. They shot a scene right there because they shot a lot of stuff in Florida. There was a submarine scene they shot right at that same location because there's like water right next to it. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I've I've actually a two part question for you then about Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Um. The first part is, what was your first Fallout? The first one I played? Fallout yeah. 3. Yeah. And did you... Which ones... Have you played all of them? Yes, I played okay. all of them. Because yeah. um, there is that bit of contention within the fan base that I do and don't understand of... You can't be a real fan unless you played 1 and 2. Oh, yeah. They came around when I was when I was around like Fallout 1 and 2, and I had friends that played it. I just never played it right then. Um just never got to it i don't know why there was just something going on well that's well i personally don't not that you don't have to play them but like i only ask because i always kind of want to feel how everyone else feels about the subject of like who cares what your first like honestly who cares what your first one was yeah as long as you love it like yeah who cares yeah here here's my my second part of that question you being you living in Florida. There most likely is a vault in Florida. Out of out of I can think of three locations instantly that I want Fallout Five to take place in. The first one being New York, because I want to see how badly it was destroyed, and if DC was destroyed to the point that it was destroyed, I want to see what New York looks like. Also, the bombs fell earlier in DC and New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they hit at 9.39. Everywhere else was later. Um, I want to see Canada. I want to see Ronto. I want to see what that looks like. And my third place is Florida. Really? Okay. Like what Miami? You... With the fall of Miami? Kind Everglades. of. I kind of want to see, like, I kind of picture the map to be, like, the northwest end of it is kind of getting into that, like, Bayou, Louisiana. Okay. Yeah. And then you kind of... I kind of think you, you'd head towards, like, south, towards Miami, and you'd get to kind of, like, these fast-talking, chem-dealing ghouls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there would definitely be, like, an area for Florida Man to kind of hang out in. Of course, yeah. You got yeah. Uh, you got also, like, what's his name? Uh, Skunk Ape Man. That's our, uh, that's our uh, thing from Florida. The, skunk like, ape man yeah that's a real thing that they like man like bear pig <laughs> yeah kind of like our kind of like the mothman that would be the okay be the, the skunk ape i love man. the mothman yeah so he's one half skunk one half ape one half man i don't know if it's one half one half one half but it, it's definitely <laughs> something like that cool i never heard of skunk ape man i'll have to look him up that's yeah, a lot of consonants i feel like i think he hangs in the everglades i think that's where he hangs out Cool. Well, I, I, what, what do you, what would you want to see out of a, out of a Fallout Florida game? Hmm. Like, well, if you could say like these five things, and I hate to say I keep putting top fives, but if you just say like I need to see these five things for an authentic Flor- Floridian experience, I would have to say you'd have to have something like a theme park, right? You got to have okay. Disney World, right? You got to have something yeah, like that. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, because that would be incredible. Like something that's just you know it can't be Disney World, but Nuka Cola World or something like that. Yeah, you could do something like that. Nuka World Two. Yeah, bigger, you know, better, you know, something like that. Um, let's see here. Uh, some people don't realize in Tampa that like the Ebor City, they had like a underground tunnels that actually had a lot of stuff, and there was like some old. Um, uh, like old hotels and stuff. That was like the that was actually the mob. It was actually run by the mob. Really? Uh, That's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, it was the like the cigar city, the cigar mob. Uh, that'd be kind of cool, I think, to kind of show. Um, obviously, gators. You got to have some kind of mutated gator. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe we a Florida need to panther. Have a, a mutated gator. <laughs> you have the Florida panthers, right? You have the Florida panther. That would be panther know. gator. Yeah, Panther Gator. You can have something like that. <laughs> Is that three? Uh, I'm trying to think of another one. You, you don't have to give me five. I was just saying, like... Yeah. I'd like then... to see... I'd like to see what Cuba's doing. 
and That'd see if yeah, there's actually. a mass immigration from Cuba to Florida. Or other way around. Yeah, mm. let's say Cuba survived, right? Like, then nothing happened, yeah. right? So then... Like, are they, they already selling... Ha- they already have the old cars, so that'd be perfect. Oh, wow, imagine they still got the cars yeah. running? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. So I've got a question. Yeah. Um, is there a reason why the check is made out for $45? Because I wanted to, to make it a crazy amount that this guy just spent three months of his life and then, and Volt Tech just said, "I'm going to give you forty five dollars and a lifetime supply of Nuka Cola." And if you read the if you read the label of the Nuka Cola, I think it says like limit one to two bottles per year or something like that. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I, I was just wondering because I did a little bit of math, and okay. forty five dollars today is equal to about forty five thousand seven hundred and sixty seven caps. So. Okay. If you were to convert that, that guy would be well off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, hold on. Now that, that makes me ask a larger question. Well, that, I never thought about it that way, actually. What, and I'm looking it up now, what year is on the check? Hmm. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I gotta find it, because now I'm curious. Because, yeah, I can do the yeah. I can do the inflation calculator. Ooh. Hold on. I'm looking at it now. Ho-ho! I see, I see. What year? Ha-ha! I'm not gonna ruin it. <laughs> no way, you gotta watch it at home. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a message, Declan. Okay. Ugh. This is, we're making great radio. <laughs> <laughs> right? Typing. Oh, you sent it on Facebook? Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> so think about think about how much a gallon of gas costs now versus how much a gallon of gas costs then. Oh, uh, how much? Uh, can you send me how much a gallon of gas costs then? Because I forget. I just I just Figure reading it, it off the wiki. Um, <laughs> I need to do all this math. <laughs> Declan. Yes. Ask a question while I look this up. <laughs> sure. Um. So. Was that man actually in there for three years? Because there's that one point where the the like flippy clock flips really fast, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if that was to denote like oh we're skipping by a lot of time, or if that was literally like the clock is rigged to make it look like the time has passed. Like, uh, what was the story with that? So I, I never really pushed this in when I wrote it as a little differently. He does take the pills, and I don't know if you guys. I know you saw that. Yeah, he does take the pills. I wanted to get a little more shots of the pills because I really wanted to sell the fact that Voltec was drugging him, and that he actually has no idea of the time. Uh, so I, it really was only like three months that he was inside the vault. Okay, so it was all deception. Oh yeah, the whole thing. The clock was controlled. Cool. Everything like that. That's what I was hoping because I was like, "Hmm, is that meant to like show that time is passing, or is it meant to show that someone's screwing with the clock?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the, the, the whole thing is controlled by them. They're, they're just trying to see what he does and what happens when the clock goes off. And he didn't hit the bomb, right? Or he didn't hit the the code. See what happens. Just like he just goes absolutely mad. Yeah, and I wanted to, and I and we have ideas to do more, and I have other ideas to do a couple more that I would love to do. And we have some ideas that we're gonna we're gonna try to do uh, for some other sides of the vaults. Uh, cool. uh, I kind of want to do something a little more different than the typical, like the other fan the other fan films have done, like a series. Like it's mm-hmm. all like all interplacing. It kind of goes after different ones. But I would love to do one where kind of like a Black Mirror style. And okay, just like these little like exposés of life in Fallout. Right, and you have so many vaults to choose from. And, uh, oh, absolutely! And each... I'd love to see a little movie about the uh, about Vault seventy seven. Yeah, that was the puppet one, right? That's what we're talking yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. I'd love to see that. It'd be interesting to see, and and I have a I have a couple connections on some puppets, so it could be <laughs> yeah, <Maybe laughs> like sequel, old school puppets that uh, like Muppet puppets. Yeah, that look pretty cool. Ooh. Yeah, I yeah. have such a soft spot in my heart for for Muppets. Yeah, we have some really good voice actors too, so I think we have some we have some good talent here in Florida too that could that could really pull that off too. I think that's awesome. All right, 
Uh, do we have the numbers, Vince? I'm looking for it because I was reading the timeline because I was bored, and that's what I do for fun. And <laughs> I know it's the 2050s. It's right around when the UN collapses. Oh, my God. Uh, why can't I find it? I don't think it's the 70s. Maybe it's 2070. Declan, what year does the UN collapse? Uh, I don't know. You're the you're the better Fallout fan. <laughs> to the wiki. I don't know. Uh, sorry. To the wiki. I'm yeah, on it. I'm on wiki. it right now. Oh, okay. I can't. Did we ever talk it. about why the thing was uh, 1950? Was that all part of the deception? Yeah. So yeah, it was part of the deception. Uh, I want to talk about that further in a different film. But yeah, I, I chose that date on purpose. There was a reason for that. Um, cool. I kind of left it open, and I wanted to see how many people I would actually get to comment on it. And I have was surprised at how many people have commented on that. Because like it had to be like intentional. Because and I figured that because if you were just gonna go out to like Walmart and get a calendar, it's gonna say 2019. Right. So yeah. or like 2020 at this point. Where um, did you find that calendar? Did you get it off Etsy? It was off Etsy. It was. Ooh, I was gonna buy it from the same seller. And I actually contacted the seller, and he actually custom made that those dates for me. Really? Yeah. He was a really nice guy. I, I, I'm drawing a blank on who it was, um, but uh, he actually gave me an extra uh, kind of like pool sheet, so if we went through the times, we could have another one to use. I thought that was oh, that's nice. cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. Let me see what I have here for my questions as I shake my camera around like an imbecile. <laughs> no <shame>. Okay. <laughs> Before we started recording, we were talking about how we collect plastic to sit on shelves and collect dust. And I saw in the video, because it's a main prop, but also uh, because it was like, oh, that looks familiar. In the beginning of it, it pans by all the stuff. And it shows the, um, the Pip-Boy kit where you build it. Mm-hmm. How awful is that kit? <laughs> <laughs> to put it together? It took a long time. It's the time. worst kit. Oh, yeah. It's one of the... Oh, Every once in a while, I get this urge that I need to build stuff. Like, like lately, I've been kind of feeling it, and I'm like, oh, I should buy a Gundam kit. I should buy a Gundam and build a set. Ooh, and, like, Gundam. I have all these Lego sets that every once in a while, I'm just like, I need to build something. I was feeling it, and I was feeling it hardcore, and I bought the Pip-Boy, the, t- the, the 2000, and I was like, I can't wait to put this together. And then I went to put, I was like, ah, oh, it's going to take me an hour, maybe three at most. And it took me four days and half of the parts broke. And I got big meaty claws. I can't be putting <laughs> in small springs into little holes that have another piece that goes on top of it and clickety clickety clack. It has real feedback. That's awesome. It, it's made out of metal and, and what I would assume where plastic would be and where metal would be. And there's a plate on it and it's got the original... Uh, the original, the original logo for the Pip Boy. Like, I love all that stuff. It's all the the math is in. I don't mean to interrupt. It's beautiful. I do, I do mean to interrupt. All right, hold on a second. I just, I okay. just want to, I just want to hear from somebody else how awful this set is. The, num- the numbers <laughs> I have haven't come even in. seen it. The numbers Sorry? have come in. Oh, I was saying you. The numbers have come in. You were saying the numbers. He. Oh no, no no no! Uh, finish your your thought about the. About the oh, kit. about the kit. Yeah, no, it was it was really difficult. Like it was more difficult than I had thought. Like when putting it together. Yeah. I mean, they did a really good job of putting it together in that box. Um, you know, all that stuff was really good, but like yeah. the parts that the parts they gave you to put it together was not a good idea. Like you had to use other tools. There's just no way. Yeah, like, and I tried really using small. the stuff they gave because it's a Voltec screwdriver. Like, of course, I'd want to use that. <laughs> but like. Oh my god. And and what bothers me is they made the helmet and the helmet's great. They made a bunch of other stuff, but like that kit is just such a and now you can buy it already pre built. So enough people yeah. probably complained about how awful it is. Yeah. No, I, I would definitely would probably would have got it probably pre built if I could. And now it lights up too. Oh yeah. Everything that lights yeah. Up and, and you stuff. could add the FM transmitter in there too. Which is crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. And now you could buy it painted too like I just, uh, whatever. So what's the numbers, Declan? All right. So according to some gracious people on some forums, uh, including inflation, a gallon of gas in the Fallout universe is about $8,500 of modern money. Yes. Nice. So if I do some math uh, for what the current price of gas is, 
and uh, convert that with ratios and shit, $45 <laughs> in Fallout time is about two pennies. <laughs> Wait, r- really? Yep. You. Holy shit. How did you. What did you use to find that out? I'd use a ratio calculator. Because I put. Um, 8500 over four because like four dollars is like a gallon of gas like mm-hmm. four do- where is it four dollars I-, I was being i was giving it extra room to breathe it's like 280 you're giving me right. fucking palpitations over here saying that gas is four dollars a gallon <laughs> all right i'll put in 280 and see how much that changes. jesus it. christ oh actually you're right it, 45 dollars is only worth one penny <laughs> it's even worse <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So considering that gas is currently like two eighty ish, depending on your state. Um Yeah. And setting that equal to forty five, we get with the magic of of multiplication and shit. A one point zero one four eight is how much forty five dollars is worth. Wow. So Vault Tech literally gave that man a penny. <laughs> Paying too much. <laughs> yeah. See, I would like to see what happens to him mentally afterwards. Oh, he just breaks. Like, can he go back to? Because I, I didn't take the drug thing uh, yeah. as much. I just like I have written down um, in my notes exactly uh, monotony, the mundane, and repetition. Right. Uh, said, where did this idea come from? Having the same thing pounded into your head day in and day out. Um. I took it more as that, as this is a brainwashing. Your purpose is it's it's kind of like the uh, like the McDonald's philosophy when they started making bigger and bigger restaurants. Everybody had one job, so mm-hmm. I kind of took it as this is your job. You do one job all day long, and then you are done with your job. And you're butter robot. Yeah, you're you're a robot with a heartbeat. Right. And I would like to see that explored afterwards like can he go back to his family or did he have a family or is he having like vietnam flashbacks about waking up at three o'clock every day yeah hmm. i don't know that's just i mean no that's a good that's idea. An interesting thing to think about i had another idea where the guy basically <laughs> he just goes from one volt to the next like voltec experiment doesn't realize it he doesn't realize that he keeps getting put into a vault tech experiment like every time he shows oh. up to a thing and it's like he's sitting there at the ba- the you know at the interview and like oh yeah it's perfect it's a great job and he goes there and then he like all of a sudden he wakes up and he flashes back he's like oh my gosh i'm here again and then, like, that's, 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 again. that's and it's just like sure. continues to keep getting in and out but he somehow continues to come right back to the same experiment um, that's that awesome. kind of funny <laughs> Ooh, i've got a question how did you arrive at forty five for your vault number? I did a lot of I did a lot of research on different vaults and stuff that I couldn't find any information on, and I, then then I just kind of went to vaults that haven't been done, or at least from an official standpoint. Um, and then I said, "Oh, well, forty five sounds kind of cool, you know, like Colt forty five. Yeah. And then I was like, "Oh, let's do forty five. Forty five is one of those numbers that are just like a really nice number. It's a multiple of five. It's consecutive." Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it was a good number. Yeah, I mean, that was the only reason I did a lot of research on the different vaults that have been used. And I think when they did, like, the Nuka, was that, Fallout 76, they did the, the what's called Nuclear Winter, and it's 51. I was like, I'm just waiting for that day that, oh, we decided to do 45. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that brings me to another question. Does Bethesda know, does Bethesda know this film exists? I don't know. I hope they do. I've, I've definitely, I felt like I've tried to market at them. To see if they could uh, give some feedback. Because uh, Todd says he reads all the comments. I haven't heard any. I haven't got anything from Bethesda. I mean, they're pretty cool. I mean, they have an open thing on their website that says they accept fan films. Like, they don't go after fan films or anything like that. That's yeah, awesome. I think they're, they're very fair about that kind of stuff, about uh, user-generated content. Well, if you're going to pour time, love, and money into something. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would yeah. love for them to acknowledge it. That'd be awesome. I would love to hear from somebody. I mean, we I would th- love to have Senpai Todd notice us too. <laughs> yes, yes, please, <laughs> please, Todd, if you were listening. Uh, I think. I, sorry. 
No, I was gonna say I did have I was I started tweeting at or we all started tweeting at different people to try to get people to you know see it and I actually did have the uh, the lady who wrote the Fallout cookbook she saw it and actually said oh this is really good oh Rosenthal yeah really? I was like wow that's pretty cool like I got her to like respond back and I was like wow that's pretty cool we uh we have something we'd like to show her Just tweet, <laughs> tweet at her she'll probably see it probably go wow that's amazing she'll probably love that I will do that tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, because we've been trying to tweet Pete Hines for over a year and we have gotten (laughs) nothing out of it. That was during his media blackout. Yeah. He was MIA. Ah, okay. No, it started when he wasn't. Yeah, it started when he was still around and then he got, like, dragged into a basement until E3. Yeah. Uh, That Silver Shroud card that you have in the film... Yeah. Where did, did you make that, or did you find it? Was it that another was really Etsy cool. uh, thing? I believe that was actually the same seller, the same Fallout seller. Really? Um, he uh, threw it in, I believe, actually. He gave me that, and, like, with a Voltec letter, and... Um, really? Yeah. I, I wish what I could... What a good haul, then. I'm gonna see if I could find... If you guys can post it, that'd be awesome for him, because he yeah. did a really good job. I just don't remember his name off the top of my head, uh, but he... I think it's, like, Fallout Props, or something like that on Etsy, but he's got amazing stuff. He's got, like, the... Even the caps. He did, like, the Nuka caps and stuff, too. Really? Yeah. If you let us know what the story is, we'll be happy to link it in the description. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send it to you guys. I just don't remember the name of the store. Is it Scruffy? Scruffy. Scruffy Nerf Herder? Scruffy Nerf Herder? Or is it Star Wars? Well, there's a a guy on Etsy that I almost bought a... uh, a, It was a Fallout 3 Pip-Boy kit. That it was a 3D... No, it wasn't a 3D model. It was a resin cast that he... When you bought it, you bought this whole thing that came with it. That you had to solder in the lights and it would light up and it would change. And it was like a little mini screen. Or you would made it where you put your iPhone in it or something. And his name was Scruffy Nerf Herder. And I remember emailing him back and forth. I must have been like 13 or 14. And I was like, hey, I really want to buy one. But they're like 70, 80 bucks. And when you're that young, that's a lot of money. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know how to solder. And he's like, no, don't worry about it. I never wound up buying one, but he was making props. And he's one of like the original prop maker people that I remember. Uh, I looked it up. It's actually Handmade Fallout is the Etsy seller. What is it? One more time. Handmade Fallout. If you look up Fallout calendar. Handmade Fallout. He also did... He also did these really cool, if you saw the magazines too, you know. Oh, really? I believe that was him too. I did like the, you know, Guns and Bullets and the awesome magazine and stuff. I thought those magazines were really cool. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty cool touch that he had to watch, you know, I had to have this inside the vault. Declan, can you put a picture up of that? Of like his Etsy page? Of the Etsy page. Of his Etsy page. Sure. There it is. Boom. (laughs) Um... What's your favorite special stat? Ooh, that's a good one. I think I asked that. I, I think you'd have to go with luck. I really do. I think luck's a good one. Really? Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. I just like the idea of, like, having the, the uh, you know, being chance, I guess. The mm-hmm. game of yeah. chance. I don't know. Fate just... dictate yeah. your course. I liked cool. how we did it in our... And, I, and the idea of the whole special thing, too, that was where we put that in, that wasn't originally going to be done uh, with the whole, like, the special in our fan in our fan film where we had the, you know, here's Charisma and here's, you know, it just happened to tie together. And Larry, the main actor, Larry Berkeby, he's a comedian. He's an improv guy. So that whole thing with him and the button, that was all made up. He, he did that whole thing. And it was pretty funny with him kind of talking to the button and you know, all that <laughs> kind of stuff. And it was just kind of funny. That's cool. What is I don't know why I didn't ask this this sooner, but what is your uh, background with film? Did you go to school for it, or were you just a kid that always had the camera? I did actually go to school. I went to the University of Tampa. I went to the uh, film program, uh, and I do short films and feature films and things like that here in the area. That's awesome. Yeah, I actually mostly do cinematography. That's actually my background. Uh, so I've what exactly really does that mean? Cinematography. Yeah. Um, Basically, the guy behind the camera, you control, like, what everyone sees, right? So, 
the director will give you a vision and they'll say, I really want to do this. And you have to try to make that possible with the camera. You know, you create that world inside what he's looking for, basically. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I always thought that was the, the director's job. I never understood that. Well, it depends on the relationship, right? Like, I've worked with many different directors that will tell you different things, right? Like, I've had directors that will give me an entire shot list and storyboard and everything else. And they already have their ideas. Um, it's also very different in different countries, too. Like, um, in the U.S., like, usually the cinematographer will handle, like, the lights and, you know, instruct, like, how to do the lighting and stuff like that and mm -hmm. do the camera stuff. But, like, in different countries, like in the U.K., he's only the camera and the gaffer controls the lighting and everything like that. You know, he, he sets the lighting design and all that stuff. Hmm. It's a little cool, different, actually... little little film, uh, little film knowledge. Yeah, a little bit behind the curtain. Yeah. Why is it different in England? I don't know. I I actually don't know why that is. I don't know what set that up or what what caused that, but it's just a little different over there. Probably just natural progression of how the industry, like, happened to develop in local settings. Yeah. Hmm. The, you have the poster in there that says uh, "Surface Never Vault Forever." Oh, the is vault, that the vault dweller, the vault poster? Yeah. Yeah. Where did you find that poster? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I believe it was on Amazon. I believe I found that poster. Oh, really? Yeah, well, not a very little little known not a known store uh, called Amazon. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. Is yeah. that like this new indie thing? Yeah, it's a new indie thing. All the kids are talking about it right now. <laughs> Uh, no, I was really I was really surprised that it was on Amazon. Honestly, I didn't think it would be on there. But I was looking for I needed another prop, and I bought something from some other some other person for the film. It didn't come in time, so I was like, "Oh, let me see what's on Amazon." I was like, "Oh, that's perfect." Is that like an official piece of Fallout Three merchandise? I don't know if it's official. I don't um, think it is. I don't think it was like a like a Bethesda stamped on the bottom. You know, I think it was mm -hmm. just somebody selling it. Mm. Because Surface Never Vault Forever, I've seen that logo so many times, but I don't ever remember seeing it in any of the games. And I think it kind of... I, I thought it was That's, like I a, thought it was in 101. See, I don't think it was. Because it was never supposed to open. No, I know, but I would never think that they would have... Right. Like, a catchphrase like that. Like, when you look at what 101 is... And all it's like campy stuff, like that looks like it's too forced. Like it doesn't seem like it's it's like it's looks like it's store brand versus versus the real thing. And I see it on so many different things, and I'm just like, I don't think this was ever used in any sort of like I don't know about you, but every time I see a vault boy with a with a bottle of Nuka Cola, I'm like, that never happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it, every time I see it, I'm just like, I see people get tattoos of it. I'm like, why? Oh, yeah. You don't yeah. even why? Yeah. So I, it was just one of those things that, like, every time I see it, I'm always like, when the fuck did this happen? <laughs> I need receipts. Yeah. <laughs> Which is is something so stupid that I cared that much about it, but it was just like. I would look at it and be like, I don't remember this ever popping up. I don't remember this ever being a thing. I think it's on that coin, too, on that limited edition coin. Is it I think it? you're right, yeah. I think it's on that coin. Not too sure, but I think it is. Hmm. I've got a, a question. About how long was the production of the film? Uh, we shot, you said you shot all in one day. It was all shot in one day. We shot it all in one day all that stuff it was pretty much we started from about seven in the morning we went all the way until about 10 o'clock at night oh wow uh, yeah it's a long day for that and then also we went there the weekend before and set up the vault itself so we we did a good job of getting that i mean if we would have had to done that all on the same day there's no way we could have got everything did you shoot the scientist scene first no we shot that last, really actually yeah is it the same room it is the same room. We took everything out. We put it up against the uh, the other fake wall. We took all the posters down, and mm -hmm. uh, we put a green screen around the edge, and that's where we put all the monitors. Uh, we put that in post later on. That's pretty cool. Yeah. No, because I was watching that, and when I was watching it again today, I'm sitting there going, I think this is the same room. Not like in a bad way. I'm just yeah. like, I need to figure this out. 
Yeah, I was hoping nobody would catch that. Like, I was hoping we would, like, throw it off, I like, on the side. Like, okay, maybe nobody will see this and nobody will pay attention to that part. Um, well, I, I, I only noticed it because I was looking for it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, when I was trying to find all... I, but I didn't see the check. But I was trying to see <laughs> little detail. Well, also, now that I say that out loud, I didn't grow up in a generation that ever needed checks. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah, think I know true. how to fill out a check. Yeah. Really? It, like if you if you put it in front of me, I could probably figure it out, but it'd take me a minute. But like, I don't think I've ever had to fill out a check. Like, oh, that's kind of if, interesting. If I, I mean, I everything's kind of digital at this point, so I would yeah, you use a card or cash. To. Yeah, I mean nowadays, I mean our kids, I mean my kids will never learn cursive or any of that kind of stuff. It's yeah, like, that's, that's why I happen. ask. Yeah, because it's like it's it's checks, cursive, and uh, social security, like. Those things aren't going to exist in the next ten years. Yeah, it was easier to uh, in the film. We just did a check, honestly, because it was easier to print that out and find it on a site than try to make like money. And, you know, like yeah, that, stuff. that would have been a big pain. Yeah, yeah. especially for a cent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to do this whole thing and then like here you go. Um, Here's your penny. Yeah. <laughs> so when can we expect more from you? Yeah. We're hoping to do some more. I have some ideas. I have some stuff written down. Um, nothing ready to announce yet. Um, we're going to try something different, I think, for the next one. I, I have ideas for four of them that I'd like to oh, wow. do. Um, like, I think I was telling him, it was like kind of like a Black Mirror style. Like, each one will be a different type of genre of film, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, like, each vault will be kind of like a different experiment uh, with different stuff. So, I have like a romantic comedy idea one. Which is just so different for, you know, all these different things, you know? Like, that's such a different idea. Um, I'd like to see that. That'd be really, really cool. Yeah, I mean, just to have some kind of different ideas to have different stuff, you know, with the the different films. And, you know, I think it would be an interesting idea. And I've never seen anybody do it with fan films in general. Like I was saying before, like, most people don't do inside vaults. It was always outside the vault. So that's why I kind of came up with that idea to kind of do stuff inside the vault. But yeah, no, I have a couple different ideas that I'd like to try and do. And we have some couple of things that I think are going to come up that I think people are going to like. I mean, we've gotten such great reactions from people. Um, you know, I joined, uh, I play with these guys, Club Fallout, on uh, Fallout 76. And they they were like, oh, you do a fan film? I was like, yeah, yeah, I, play, I did this fan film. But they didn't know who I was or anything. And I was like, he's like, wait a minute, I've seen your movie. I was like, yeah, it's pretty cool, huh? Yeah, he's like, yeah, it's amazing. It's uh, really cool. So That's it's awesome. kind of funny that like, you were play you're playing with these guys. They don't have any idea. And I was like, oh yeah, I made this fan film. Uh, you guys should check it out. It was like I've seen that. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. I I found the Twitter of yours. I think like a week before the film came out. Oh really? Oh, okay. Yeah. We actually got it taken I, down the first time. <laughs> like, really? I really? I have no idea why. Like they said I was spamming or something. I don't know. And I, I never even. I had tweeted for a little bit. And uh, we ran into, like, a production delay, and I was like, okay, I'm going to just kind of take it off, or I was just not going to tweet for a while. And then I tried to go back to it, and then it was like, oh, we took it down. And I was like, I don't know why you took it down. Did you oh, do a actually... lot in your first few hours? I'm sorry? Did you do a, did you do a lot of posting within your first few hours of making the account? Uh, no, not really. I didn't really post a lot. I kind of just followed a couple people, but no, nothing crazy. I mean, I had that account for probably months before that point uh, actually i've had a similar thing happen where if you make an account and then do absolutely nothing with it and don't log in they shut it down as if it was like a bot created account even like if you did really? nothing wrong yeah like and i don't know what the stipulations are for it but i have noticed that that if you make an account and then don't use it at all yeah it's just it becomes locked down i think like even if you like tweet once or like upload a picture for like the profile that's usually hmm. enough to keep it around but i'm not sure how strict their new or current rules are well i tried to contact them i was like hey you know i haven't posted anything in a while they were like i don't know who you are you're like yeah, some kind of bot or whatever work. it doesn't work so i was like okay fine whatever i'll just make i lost one. my twitter that i had since i was in like the seventh grade and I didn't, like, I just wanted it because I had it for so long that I was like, oh, sometimes I want to go back and see what kind of an idiot I was <laughs> ten years ago. And I got locked out because I, I changed that my birthday. 
I changed my birth year. And they're uh-huh. like, based on what, what you just put in, when you created the account, you were not 14. And it was like, yeah, but I'm in my 20s now. Give me my account. So when I made my new account that I have now, I went and followed a bunch of people that I was already following. And after following 30 people in like under 30 minutes, it was like, you cannot follow anybody for another 48 hours till we verify that you're a real account. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So they're pretty strict with bots. I guess you have to you have to be a good bot if you're going to be a bot on Twitter. <laughs> you have to follow their rules. The yeah, Mothman thought... bot. That, that, I always like that guy on the Mothman bot. The Mothman, Mothman bot, bot really good. <laughs> I saw one that said Mothman uses the Oxford comma. Yeah. <laughs> I like shitpost bot. Shitpost bot's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Uh, too. All right, then, uh, my good man. Uh, I think that's going to be just about our time. Okay. Uh, Do you know who else is a good man? Declan. I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. <laughs> let, let let Daniel plug himself. Okay. Where can, where can the fine folks at home find you and your work? Uh, you can go online, uh, look for us on YouTube, our Fallout fan film. You can even look at my stuff. I actually have a website, my personal website. Uh, it's dtrout.com. You can see some of my other work that I've done. I've actually did a, a Spider-Man fan film as well cool. uh, that I shot. Yeah, that uh, that was actually, I think, really well done. Uh, the director uh, did a really good job with that. Uh, Nick Cannon was his, and uh, Becky Yatal did the directing for that. It was really good. It's a good, it's an interesting idea because it's not Spider-Man, the typical, like, shooting webs out. It was uh, a young woman who was about to jump off a ledge, and Spider-Man sees her, and he tries to talk her down. And, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it was just a different, you know, him being a hero, not using his powers, but him just being, you know, Spider-Man, being a heroic Parker. person. Yeah, I like that idea a lot because yeah, it's really not cool. Thwippity thwap, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's no way you're gonna make. I mean, another idea too is like you're never gonna make him fighting Green Goblin, and you know, you're never gonna do that right. You know, if you're not in a big Hollywood film, so it was a good way to do it. You know, to keep to work within the constraints to really sell a good story, and the acting was really good too. So that helps as well. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Hey, Vince. Yes? Do you know who's just a stellar and sparkling figure in my life? Who would that be? It is the honorable Shane Ivers. Declan, I'm not going to lie to you. I had a conversation with Shane Ivers. He's doing very well. I'm so happy to hear that. He's a good man. I mean... He's both my son and my husband, my sunspind. Why do you gotta say shit to make it and weird? Why do you gotta, <laughs> if you wanna get my sunspin's music, you, you can you get Feather Duster, our intro track. Why you gotta make it like that? <laughs> you can get that at www.silvermansounds.com slash free music slash How do you think he's gonna duster. feel when he hears this? He's going to be overcome with joy. But Vince, where can they hold find you? Hold on, hold on. Now I gotta think of a way to put Twitch. father and boyfriend together. Because I don't want to say father friend, because that just sounds like a stepdad. <laughs> I mean, t- they're basically they can both go by the same thing, which is daddy. I hate you. You're insufferable. You're where can insufferable. they find the show on you Twitter? Find the show on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at Atomic Radio Hour. It's also our Instagram. It's also our Instagram. Where can they find you? I'm on Twitter at the underscore boogans all capitals yourself you can find me at declan underscore bean if you're watching on youtube thank you so much be sure to drop a like a subscribe you can comment if you want hit the little bell icon if you want to be notified of our new videos we actually have a we have a sale going on we have a sale going on If if you subscribe to our channel which is free you can you can then send a link to two friends and they can also subscribe for free yeah and then you get to spread the podcasting wasteland joy yes like a dirty virus you can also find us on every streaming platform every yeah every every spotify apple podcast stitcher Castbox, all those places where you can get podcasts all of them uh we have a red bubble now if you want to buy merch uh you can get a, a logo yeah. on a sticker a shirt a mug uh a pillow a backed pack you can get 
my rendition of a baby named Frank uh, on the most joyous of babies. <laughs> he he's comes on over. I think we have a shower curtain of him. We have a shower curtain. We got a clock. A duvet. Uh, a duvet. And then we also have a sticker and a shirt and a bunch of other shit for uh, I went to public school. Uh, yes. And a notebook. The public school notebook's yeah. really good. I kind of want that one. Uh, there is a link to that in the description, along with a link to our Twitch, which exists. If you want... I know. If you want to help see the show grow and want to join our community in a very intimate way, you can find us on Patreon. We have a bunch of different tiers that can really get you involved with us. And, um, yeah, you can check that out in the link in the description below. We have some people we have but to thank. We have some people we have to thank that have gotten involved. We have some people to thank. We have the ever-generous Friendly Companion Cube. Cube. What a guy. We have the magnificent Noah. Noah. And we have welcoming to the stage for the first Hello time. Hello and welcome. Thank James you. James Stark. thank you. Thank you so much, guys. We really appreciate it. You're helping make this show better. I'm very tired. And with that, with that, Vince is going to go to bed. (laughs) And uh, you are going to listen to whatever we have planned after the show. Yes. Yes. All right. Good night, everybody. See you later. Bye. Diary of Diana King. That damn Dixon. He foiled our plot. Now I won't be able to show my face in the Capital Wasteland ever again. I... I might have to just travel west. I mean, I don't even know what I would do. I have a cousin in Dogtown, but I just don't know if I'm going to be able to make the journey on my own. (sighs) Who knows? I just miss Rex. Atomic Radio Hour